श्रीला गुरुदेव की जय श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जय श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतन की जय घोर भक्त वृंद की जय घोर प्रेमानंद हरि हरि वो सो प्रणाम वेलकम गुड मॉर्निंग एंड इट इज माय प्लेजर टू जॉइन यू अगेन इन आवर सीरीज ऑफ लेक्चर्स अबाउट श्री ब्रह्मर गीता in the song of the bumblebee and today we are continuing we are today we are in our fourth meeting fourth introductory lecture getting closer to the official brahmar gita today we will be studying the remaining verses from chapter 46 of the 10th canto of the bhagavat in our previous lecture we were studying the first seven verses and now we will do the summary of them <coughs> and today we will finish with chapter 46 of this 10th canto so next class we will have one last introductory class a fifth one seeing the first 11 verses of the 47th chapter and then starting from verse 12 of the 47th chapter of 10th canto we will have the brahmar gita per se so let's go to some brief recap of what we were studying in our two weeks ago since last Monday we didn't have class because of Baladev Rasa Yatra. So in that fourth, in that third, sorry, introductory meeting we were studying verses one to seven from forty chapter forty six tenth canto of Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam. This chapter called Udav Udav visits Brindavan. So we mentioned how Krishna and Balaram at this point, being in Mathura, they they really want to go to Braj. But they conclude the best thing we can do is to send a messenger, a dutta, messenger. So Uda, for many reasons, as we share, was the ideal person for such a mission. He was Shastrabit, knower of all scripture. He was direct disciple of Brihaspati, very learned personality. He was a great devotee. His main mood was Sakya, mixed with uh, Dasya, mixed with Sakya. <coughs> He was a personal uh, minister, hmm, advisor of Sri Hari there in Mathura, eventually in Dwarka. He was even similar to Krishna in, in physical, in physical form. He was wearing Krishna's own remnants, uh, but something was missing for Uddhav as well. Some PhD was waiting for him in Braj, hmm, Braj Prem, PhD experience, if you will. So for many reasons concerning what Uddhav could. Give to the Brajabas, but what could the Brajabas give to them? Krishna concluded, Uddhav is the best person. So at this point, in this scene, <coughs> Krishna is looking on the rooftop in Mathura towards Vrindavan, and Uddhav appears and taking his hand, crying both of them. But the point is that Krishna knows, I cannot fully open my heart, tear apart my chest, and pour that onto Uddhav's heart because he has no experience of Brajabab yet. So I will I will send him to Braj. So he acquired bhakti samskars, Braj bhakti samskars, in such a way that when he returns, after experiencing conversion, if you will, in Braj, transformed, he returns transformed, and I will be able to reveal my mind in a much better way. So in this way, Krishna asked Uda, please go to Braj, 
and send a message to, to the Rajabhasis there. Hmm? They are only surviving with the hope that they will return. That was my promise to them. And that's their life breath, if you will. Hmm? So we mostly analyzed four verses, although we, we went through the first seven ones, four main verses which have to do with what the Bhagavatam says about Krishna telling Uddhav regarding the Sandesh. Uddhav Sandesh, which means the message sent by Uddhav. Hmm? So first he will say, sumya, and so on. Uh, so he's asking him, go to Braj and relieve my parents, but especially relieve my gopis. Hmm? Suffering and separation from me. Krishna himself will write, we send a handwritten message for the gopis especially. Hmm? So my parents need special support, but especially the gopis. And of course we will add to that, and Krishna as well, and reciprocation. So as much as the Brajabhasas need to be saved, Krishna needs to be saved as well. Hmm? So we also, in the context of this, we also share some verses from Udhav Sandesh, which is a, a composition by Srila Rupa Goswami, in which in further detail he describes the implications and content of all that Krishna asked Udhav to convey to the Brajabhasis. And I won't repeat that, of course, in detail now. You can go back to the lecture. But there is a further description of the, the condition and separation in Braj. Mm -hmm. And how Krishna is not only sending, of course, a message to Nanda and Jashoda through Uddhav to the Gopis, but to each Brajvasi, to every single entity and species there in the Dham. Mm -hmm. And he is confirming through those messages mm, the, the sportis that persons like Jashoda or the Gopis are having with Krishna, meeting him, finding that Krishna ate what Jashoda offered, and Krishna is confirming, I was there, I tasted that, it was like this, it was like that. Mm -hmm. But especially, of course, in this Uddhav Sandesh, Rupa Goswami will uh, present Krishna asking Uddhav, approach Radha in a most uh, special way. She's, her condition is very delicate because her prem is the topmost, so that implies topmost joy in union, topmost suffering and separation, which is divine suffering, as we know. Both union and separation have to do with uh, love. So if there is love... We are just speaking about different presentations of it. It's not something becoming or unbecoming as we may think in this world regarding pleasure and pain, which both are unbecoming. <laughs> so, eventually in, in this letter, Krishna will tell to that indeed you will be the most benefited one in, in this journey. Of course, you will try to help the Brajabhasis, but you will have this insight at the end of your experience. I have received the greatest blessing by having the darshan of this Brajabhav, Brajaprem. So, this way Krishna instructs, after conveying the message, just stay there for a while. And as we will see, Uda will do, will do as, as such, he will stay almost like a year there. So, in this way, Krishna writes his letter for Brajabhas, for gopis in particular, and Uda goes to Raj, mounted on a chariot, while Krishna remains looking how the chariot is disappearing in the horizon, and the dust remains and Krishna crying, looking in the direction of Braj till some person brings him back uh, to his headquarters in Mathura. If not, he will remain fixed, crying in that direction. So that's a brief recap of what we studied two weeks ago in our last third introductory class. So today again, we continue with our fourth introductory lecture. I will finish chapter 46. We will see today verses 8 till 49, of course, not one by one, so don't be scared, but we'll make some summary of that. 
And today, mostly, we will concentrate on Udava's arrival to Braj and his exchange of the very first day of his arrival, or I will say his very first night, not even a whole day, but what happened, what transpired when he arrived to Braj on the evening along that night. And that will have to do mostly today with Nandan Jashoda. That's the very first interaction, interview, if you will, he will have in Braj. And he, that's the first uh, Braj Abab experience he will be having. Apart from the trailer, of course, that Krishna was given to Uda by sharing the message and, and glorifying the love of the Brajabhasi. So Uda arrives to Braj. In the afternoon, almost evening, what the time of the day called Goduli, as you may know, Duli means dust and Go means cows in this case. So Goduli refers to the moment of the day where the cows are walking with their hooves and making dust race in the sky when Krishna is returning from the pasture field. So that's a very clear sign that Krishna is returning. So the whole of Braj is dying in separation on a daily basis, looking at the horizon, waiting for that sign to come. Oh, Das is coming, it means Krishna is coming. So they call this moment of the day hmm, Godhuli. Hmm. So there was so much dust, which also is a personality and wants to serve Krishna by bathing him with this sacred element, doing Abhishek with foot dust from Braj. So, there was so much dust that when Uddhav arrived to Braj in the chariot, practically nobody noticed him, because everyone was, as we all see, in particular mood as well, apart from the dust. <laughs> so, the Bhagavatam describes very beautifully and in detail the whole scene, the scenario that Uddhav was able to, to see. The sound of the, the cows, the sound of the bulls, the cows... And the bulls wanting to get together, associate the two bulls quarreling with each other because of wanting to associate with a particular cow, <clears throat> the churning of butter, different kirtan performed by the Brajabasis in a spontaneous way <clears throat> while churning butter. And this is very typical even nowadays if you go to Braj, if you see the cowherds there, they're still churning butter or whatever. And, and meanwhile they're doing that, they are engaging kirtan, constantly singing lila, guna lila, kirtan and so on. That's a great contribution of early Braj to the world. In daily, daily manual work, they include Kirtan. So we should do as well, if we want to enter day someday. So, and Udav has this scenario. He was with this idea. They are experiencing terrible separation. Everyone is suffering. But he finds a different situation here. He finds all the houses are effulgent. <clears throat> Everyone is happy. Everyone is flourishing. Everything is flourishing. So, what's going on? You yourself may ask about that, no? I mean, everyone should be dying in separation. So, what happened here? So, it, it is said that all this happened because <clears throat> uh, Krishna was inspired to show a particular darshan to them. Inspired by his Icha Shakti, which means desire potency, to say that Krishna thought, okay, let Uddhav see, to begin with, the splendor of my branch. Hmm? the splendor of my Vrindavan, and according to his desire, Yogamaya covered the particular manifestation of Braj, which was merged in grief because of separation, and instead Yogamaya showed Uddhav a typical evening in Braj in which Krishna was present, which is charming with all these positive emotions of joy, playfulness, eagerness, enthusiasm, so Uddhav had this first darshan, as we will see, we will have another darshan after this, but 
he entered in touch with this particular Prakash or portal or window of permanent union in Braj, which is always going on. And eventually he will see the Viraha Prakash, the separation window. <clears throat> Sometimes Acharyas mentioned that the Brajavas is due to Krishna's promise that I will return, and they had this expectation he may come at any moment. We don't know. He, he may come tomorrow in five minutes, who knows where. So they were confident on his promise, and that's where they were alive. So they thought, therefore, it is our dharma to maintain everything in Braj in the same position as it was seen by Krishna when he left for Mathura. Everything in the exact same moment. So this is what Uddhava saw. When he arrived to Braj, everything is like if Krishna never left, has never left. And that's the Nitya Bihar, or like the permanent pastimes that is being done on the Aprakat, sometimes called Aprakat Braj or Aprakat Prakash, the invisible window. And the journalist, not the one that one sees. It's the Prakat Prakash and the Aprakat Prakash. The visible and invisible window, manifest and manifest. So in one, overtly it seems they are suffering separation. But in the other one, implicitly they are joining simultaneously in another expression, constant union. <laughs> so again, this may not fit between our ears, so we need to gradually go deep and deep in our practice to access all these mysteries. So some Brajavasis at this point saw Uddhav, a few ones, not all of them again. So the, the few ones who saw Uddhav were wondering... Uh, who, I mean, he seems like Krishna, but he's not Krishna. Because he's exactly like Krishna, physically speaking, he's wearing his clothes, but they immediately thought, but why do we do not feel what we feel when we see Krishna? So they were, they had this kind of intuitive perception. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they just move according to what they are feeling. So uh, we don't feel he's Krishna, so it cannot be Krishna, even though it's exactly like Krishna. That's the idea. <laughs> So he seems to have a different bhav, a different attitude, something. It's all about bhav in Braj. That's the filter. According to bhav, everything is properly fitting or not. So we'll tell Nandan Jasod about this. Let's go to the king and the queen and, and, and notify about the news. So immediately after this first impression that Uddhav had of this first window of Braj, Yogamaya closes the curtain, if you will, and Uddhav has darshan of another Braj. Another Vrindavan, when Krishna is not there, in time and space of this world, if you will. So, suddenly, he's in another world, if you will. <laughs> and all the bumblebees are sad, are, are not happy, are not drinking the pollen for the flowers, are crying on the floor, not flying even. Mm. Or the peacocks are not able to properly express themselves, dance their dance love with the raised feathers. Mm. They are look, looking to the floor. Cows are not giving milk, are not pouring affection. And the whole Braja forest is basically a forest fire burned by Viraha, Viraha Agni, the fire of divine separation. On one side fire, and on the other side there are so many ponds in Braj that are flooding the area because of the tears of the gopis. So all these different things are being now seen by Uddhav. So you can imagine how Uddhav is starting to <laughs> feel in the very first few minutes in Braj. Already he's considerably overwhelmed, mm? bewildered, if you will, short-circuited. Mm? So this is Uddhav Sandesh. The message of Uddhav, but as we say, the PhD of Uddhav, short-circuit of Uddhav as well. 
Mm. Sometimes the example is given. Mm. Regarding also to understand why he saw these two manifestations, mm, regarding separation, union, the, the example of gold is given. Sometimes if you put gold in fire, you will do that in order to reveal the, its, ultimacy, its ultimacy, its ultimate purity, its real form. Mm. You need the fire. So in this way, in one of these manifestations, Prakashas, Krishna and his associates show themselves in separation, in the fire of separation, that makes the gold become more and more valuable, the gold, the prem, in their hearts, in the gold of their love, if you will. And through that, again, the glory of their love shines more and more. And to that, and to all of that, this, to all of us, and their own prem increases more and more in that particular fire. So we should understand, we should develop a, a sense for that. We should develop some separate... <laughs> Uh, tongue to relish and to understand this type of things and logic according to love, mystery and paradox, how this is working, which is the role of separation, which is the role of this fire, which helps to refine, mm, to distill mm, this love even further. And for us, to, it makes that m the, the more apparent. Mm. So through that, as we will see, the glory of the Brajavasa's love will be clearly established in the whole world through someone like Uddhav, who is again a Shastra bit, and we'll sing about their glories eventually. Mm -hmm. So Uddhav is receiving this first, some scars like this. And so on one side, this is this darshan he's receiving. On the other side, Krishna is showing to Uddhav with the intention of establishing the prem of the gopis, the prem of the gopas is permanent, is without change, and therefore I reciprocate to that permanently, that means we are constantly united. So Krishna is showing the second manifestation to show that as well. Hmm? Me and my devotees, we are in a mood of direct association forever. Hmm? So it's pretty interesting how these two windows are complementing each other and working each other simultaneously. Hmm? <clears throat> so Uda, um, in this way, Nanda just sort of notified about Udav's arrival, even though the Brajabas didn't did not know who he was. But Nanda and just sort of know who Udav is. Nanda went to Mathura, get to meet Udav and so on. So the point is Udav enters into Nandishwar, into Nanda's palace, and he continues to contemplate now the Vrindavan in separation, that particular window. So Nanda Maharaj receives Udav, treats him like a god in the sense of being a proper uh Uda being the guest, Nanda receiving a hosting properly, Atiti Deva Baba Niti said in the Veda. And an, an expected guest is to be treated as God Himself. So, what to speak if He's a messenger of Krishna, a friend, a servant? So, Nanda worships Him, receives Him, feeds Him with the best possible food. Mm. The Bhagavatam said, Param Anina, mm. very high, refined food. But Nanda Himself, it is said, He was not able to. To, to eat a single ray, grain of rice. <clears throat> because he was so much immersed in separation, so much in, devoured, if you will, by this fire. It is said that from the day that Krishna departed from Mathura, all the homes of the Brajavasis were left unswept, dirty, in this particular manifestation, remember, filled with leaves and grass and dust and spider webs, 
basically. No, nobody concerning about anything. And the Brajavasis sometimes say they were kept alive because some neighboring people from neighboring villages will bring in their milk and yogurt and buttermilk and, and try to make them eat them by force, basically, because if not, they were just consuming in that particular file and lamenting, alas, alas, where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? Kaha Krishna. So, Uda is contemplating all this and he meets Nanda. So Nanda inquires from Uda as a, as a proper host, how is everything in Mathura? So he starts the conversation in a more formal way. I mean, he's only interested about knowing how is Krishna when he will return us. We'll see. That's his only question. <laughs> how is Krishna when will he return? But somehow or other, he, he, he had some fear. If I ask about Krishna right from the very moment, first moment, my throat may be choked up, tears will come to my eyes, I won't be able to say anything else, there won't be any conversation whatsoever. So Nanda first asks, how is Mathura? How is... Uh, he asks about Vasudeva's welfare hmm? in a more formal way, but that lasts for only a moment. <laughs> He's not able to contain himself, and almost immediately he asks to the, how is Krishna? And when this word, Krishna, and the whole sentence, how is Krishna, came out of his mouth, he was not able to contain himself. His heart, like, broke apart, and he started to cry profusely, calling Krishna, calling Krishna, where is Krishna, when he will return, and lamenting himself, I am such a bad father, I was not able to honor, serve him properly, when he will come back, well, he will, so... So he starts with all these types of questions towards Uda. Does Krishna remember us? Does he remember his mother? Does he remember his friends, his well-wishers? Does he remember the cowherds, the village of Raj? He's the, he's the master of this village. Of course, this idea of master has nothing to do with any type of Aishwarya whatsoever. Does he remember the cows, Brindavan Forest, Govardhan Hill? So in this way, immediately, Nanda Maharaj gets absorbed in in Braj Mandal Parikram, if you will, you know, asking about Christian connection to everything in Braj, and he himself becoming more further and further absorbed. Will he come to us even once to see his family, his own, those who are his own, his jana, sajana? At least if he comes once, we may be able to, to glance at him one more time. His beautiful face, his beautiful eyes, his beautiful nose, smiles. So in this way, Nanda starts to get absorbed in all different bodily limbs of Krishna. And so he goes through this journey of Nam Rupa Guna Lila. First he say, when will Krishna come? He say Krishna, Nam. Invoke Nam and then immediately Rupa. When will we we'll see his form, his beautiful eyes and face? And then he will go to Guna, his qualities, and then he will go to Lila. So he is showing the proper sequence how from Nam there is a whole volcanic explosion that will take us in Parikram and all, all the other different qualities but all this happens naturally in the figure of Nanda and all the Brajavasis. I mean, they do not have a separate notion apart from that. So with this, Nanda even implies, let's forget even about Krishna's coming back here and remain here permanently. I beg only to see him one more time. So our life may are about to end now. So at least may we see Krishna just once and then die happily, peacefully with his face. Bishma-like way. No? We are on the arrows of bed of arrows. 
being pierced by the pain of separation, at least see his beautiful lotus face once and we can live. So at this point, Udav is totally out of his mind. He's totally shocked. I mean, he's, he has never seen something like that. It's totally new for him, unknown for him. Even though Krishna told him, tried to tell him something about that, but you have to have the experiences, you know, Anubhav, you have to be there. So, and remember, Krishna, Uddhav received this mission, you have to console them. You have to give support to them. So he was wondering, how to do this? Where to begin? What's going on? I, I don't know. First, in order to, to provide the medicine, first you have to have a diagnosis and know what's going on. But Uddhav was not even aware of what's going on in the hearts of the Brajavas. So, what's the medicine? What the, which are the words I have to present? So he didn't know what to tell. I mean, he, at least he started to have, of course, some insight. Gradually, by the grace and the association of the Brajavas, and of course the mercy of Krishna and Uddhav's own Adhikar, he starts to grasp gradually more and more how to deal with these Brajavasis. So he, he starts to realize, to begin with, I cannot tell Nanda, stop crying, because the essence of, for Krishna, because the essence of all Dharma is to cry for Krishna, Prem Dharma crying dharma <laughs> but also i cannot tell him continue continue crying because krishna's order is try to pacify them so this short circuit is beginning more and more <laughs> in udav's here so today we will try to go deep into the interaction between udav and nanda mostly we just saw that times but mostly nanda and udav so at this point again nanda is totally absorbed hmm? In, in Krishna, Lila Smarnam, Guna Smarnam, and so on. So he, Nanda at this point starts to remember how the, all the Vrajabhasas were saved on so many occasions by Krishna. And he starts to mention all these different situations, different Asuras and Giraj Govardhan, and rice, lifting Govardhan and Kaliya Lake and the forest fire. But with all this also implying, but why he's not saving us now? We are in another forest fire. He saved us for, from, from two forest fires. But this one, this Viraha Agni, this is unknown. Why he's not saving us from here? So, Udab starts to, to share his first <laughs> suggestion. He won't be successful, but at least he tries, very sincerely, as we'll see. He will really, really try and try to do his service in the best possible way, to serve his master, Hari, and to serve the Brajavas as well. So he suggests to Nanda, well... I think you are staying too much inside your house, too much of, of, of for quarantine now. Go out, <laughs> basically. So you are remembering Krishna too much, you do not go out your house, your room even. So give up dwelling on him that much and you may go outside for a walk, wander along the beautiful landscape of Raj, or along the shores of the Jamuna, tending your cows, engaging in some work, so your mind goes somewhere else, something like this. A more practical advice. He he would have didn't start it with the most philosophical thing. So it is said that actually this idea came in the mind of Udav. Samacharya's mentioned he did not even present that explicitly. But whatever the case, it is said that Nanda immediately replies to that, explaining how such an advice will be totally uh, practical or unfavorable. Because what's the point? If I go out of my house. I start seeing Vrindavan. I will start seeing Jamuna River, Vrindavan Forest, and all of different places where Krishna performed pastimes. Every single spot where I will put my eyes 
it will be a lila stali. It will be a place where Krishna did something there. So that will act as an udipana. Immediately that will activate our remembrance from Krishna. Our mind will become absorbing Krishna even more. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens with, with Nanda goes out, if he goes out. He only looks, sees not only the lila stalis, interestingly, but even if you may say, well, at that point there is not particular spot, he will say, but there are the footprints of Krishna. The footprints of Krishna remain there in Braj. They are preserved by the Brajavasas, as a very valuable deity, if you will. All of his footprints, somehow or other, they remain there. And so that will create, you can imagine what, what will create, how that will turn Nanda Maharaj's Batsali heart. And also all this speaking about the power of Dhambas, of residence in the Dham. Ideally showing if you reside in the Dham, the idea of that is all, you, are, you will be surrounded by all these Sudipanas that will nourish your Bhakti. Of course, how this <laughs> functions in connection to the Nitya Siddhas in Braj in this particular Prakashan separation, that's another thing. <laughs> but still speaking about that to us. So with this Nanda Maharaj is implying, we remember when we go out Krishna more and more and the pain of separation is increasing. So it's interestingly, the, Bra- the Brajavas are rejecting Smaran, Lila Smaran, and they try to absorb themselves in material activities, quote-unquote material, to stop suffering, but they cannot do that. Hmm? So we as Sadakas have to get more and more absorbed, but they're in their absorption. <laughs> seem to be rejecting those things that are actually totally... And they cannot do, of course, that's in nature. They cannot think about something else. They are tadatmya. Mm-hmm. Tadatmya means one with. Mm-hmm. All, the whole self is one with Krishna. Mm-hmm. Not, in, of course, in a monistic way, mm-hmm. but one in purpose. So in this way, Nanda continues totally absorbed in Lila Shmaran, remembering all different pastimes, Krishna and Balaram, performing Braj, killing this demon, that demon... And at one point, in the context of that, of so many extraordinary exploits they engaged in, he will suggest, well, Krishna and Balaram must be some kind of extraordinary beings, like devas or, or something, something uncommon to be able to do what they did. I mean, it's not normal. A seven-year-old child lifting a heel with the little finger and so on. So when he says that, in one point he becomes like, captured by anxiety and stopped speaking. He fell silent for a moment, overcome by the strength of love. Mm. And as we know, even when Nanda Maharaj will say such a thing, even if Nanda Maharaj is appreciating Krishna's Aishvarya, Krishna's powers, he did such a great thing. His attachment, his parental attachment, his Vatsalya is such that his intimacy is, is never interrupted, even by considering Krishna may be someone extraordinary. Krishna did some... Aishwarik feats. The Aishwarya is not affecting the Brajavasis. That's the uniqueness of, of their standard of love. Or, or we could say Aishwarya is affecting the Brajavasis in the way of not diluting their maduri or their intimacy, but upgrading it. That's an interesting thing. If someone goes to Yashoda and says, Krishna is God, first of all, she won't believe that and will reject the ideas. We will see today. But even if she were to accept that for a moment... Sometimes for a moment they may believe that, let's say. But that will only help to increase their Vatsalya. Oh, my son is God. My son is so incredible. I have such a wonderful son. He's so beautiful. So they will concentrate all only on the idea, my son, my son, my son, not on God. <laughs> God will be a secondary, uh, of, or more than secondary feature to their son. 
So that's a unique type of uh, psychological makeup we find there in Braj. And Uddhav is realizing all this. Uddhav has Aishvarya for Krishna. He knows Krishna is God. That's present in him. He's aware of that. So he's now seeing this unique, again, expression of Prem. So Jashoda was at one part of the of the room there, here and there. So he, she was hearing the descriptions of Nanda Baba, who was absorbing, again, Lila Kata. And she, st- she appeared on this scene, pouring torrents of tears, a milk flowing through her breast out of love. Rupa Goswami said, this is one, a ninth Sadvik Bab, milk pouring from the breast in the context of Batsalia. So it is said that she was almost like drowning in whirlpools of unsteadiness. And, and, and that's why she could, was not able to appear till now and offer proper uh, reception to Uddhav as a, as a host, any hospitality, because she was drowning somewhere else, if you will. Um, she, does, she even, sometimes it is say, she did not even see Uddhav because of so many tears coming in front of her eyes, cataracts. So she was even in a worse state than Nanda. We know that Jasodas Vatsal is generally depicted as the highest. And Jiva Goswami Gopal Shampu says that when Uddhav saw the condition of Jashoda Maya, he thought, because of so much profuse crying, profuse uh, milk flowing, she, he thought, she will become a river. Mm-hmm. Poetically, Jiva Goswami describes like that. That was Uddhav's impression. That lady will become a river. So much liquid flowing through her. Mm-hmm. So at this point, just so that starts to speak, but as a totally crazy lady, if you will, on mad, in total divine madness. And she tells both Nanda and Uddhav to shut up, stop speaking, because Krishna, restless Krishna, finally he went to sleep. So you shouldn't do any more noise and speaking in such loud voice. Do not wake him up. It's so difficult for me to, to make him, put him to sleep. I have to tell so many tales about different Ramayan. And when I tell Ramayan, Krishna will say, that's me. And I will have to <laughs> to put him to sleep and so on. So the point is Krishna is manifesting over and over again in front of the eyes of Jashoda, the love-filled eyes, Primanjana Chirita Bhakti Chanena. Krishna is there, sporting, but Uddhav cannot see that again. He he was still not able to understand so much <laughs> what's going on. So by hearing both Nan and Jashoda speaking like this, Uddhav started to consider, oh my gosh, what 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 advice can I give them? Again, what work where, where should I begin? Should I begin? <laughs> I mean, if, if, if they were suffering in separation from an ordinary child, mundane son, I could enlighten them by giving a typical Upanishadic discourse, wisdom, and you are immersed, Brahmagyan, difference between body and soul, you are immersed in the illusion of family, mundane attachment, false attachment to wife and sons, cause of trouble, the hapatya, kalitradisu, yesu satsapi, fallible soldiers according to the Bhagavad. Give up that attachment and attach yourself to the Lord. But Uda realized, but they are attached to the Lord. <laughs> but in a unique way that I don't understand. How can I give, how can I say to Nand and Jasoda, give up, attach, attach yourself to the Lord and not to your son. They are attached to the Lord as their son. So that, that combination is unique. I never saw that. Before that I thought, you should not be attached to your son, you should be attached to the Lord. But now here I find these people getting attached to the Lord as their son. 
do you understand the uniqueness of Rajabab? So he starts to to land on the reality of Raj and compare compare notes. Oh, Nan and Jasoda are not like Vasudev and Devaki. When they see Krishna's Aishvarya, I know Vasudev and Devaki, they have love for Krishna's parents, but also they are aware of Krishna's Aishvarya. When Krishna appears, when he was born and so on, he was, his Vatsalya was weakened. And he entered into prayer to that. But in this case, when I see Nanda and Jasoda, when they become aware of Krishna's majesty, their Vatsalya increases instead of being weakened. Uh, and they start to think in terms, oh, mm, even the parents of an ordinary son may die out of misery if they can no longer see him playing in their house. But our, our good fortune, mm, the Lord himself, they may say even for a moment, God himself as our son playing in our house. And now we are lamenting so bitterly. We can't cuddle Krishna for even a moment any longer and crying and crying. So again, this is a very unique perspective. Uda was trying to grasp all this. So he was thinking, what to do? What to do? Which is a strategy? Preaching strategy. He was thinking about some outreach technique here. <laughs> so he concluded, well, I will try my best. Uda, he's really trying his best to properly serve every particular side. So there is no other means. I will try to weaken their prem by discoursing on spiritual knowledge. I will speak about Ashwarya, Krishna being God, and so on. I will tell to them that Krishna is the Paramatma, and as Paramatma, he's indifferent to everything. He's formless. Also, he's Brahman, the impersonal Brahman. So, being as such, he has no birth, no father, no mother, no body even, no material body, no material activities. Trying to get these people detaching from their extraordinary prayer. He's realizing these are not ordinary people. So, to realize all this, I will emphasize, you have to meditate on the soul. But, Udab also thought, according to the commentaries of the Charas, if Nandan Jasoda's unlimited, unfathomable prem, prem for Krishna, not only remains unchecked after I tell this, but rather increases after hearing my discourse of spiritual wisdom, then... A whole new purpose will be here, and, it, and that's the following. I will return to Mathura and simply glorify their incomparable Prem again and again in the grand assembly of Krishna, Vasudeva. So here at this point, Uddhav is having a glimpse of what's the real purpose of his visit to Braj. He's having a glimpse. I won't be able to, to fully console them. But actually I will receive such a lesson from them that the real purpose of this visit is having me spreading the glory of their love wherever I may go. So, but he will insist. He will do his best trying to follow Krishna's advice, try to pacify them. So he will try, but if that doesn't work, he already has a second plan, a second conclusion. So having decided in this way, Uddhav meditated on his Prabhu, Krishna, and started to speak about Krishna as a super soul. Paramatma, again, equal to all, impartial, no father, no mother, no work to perform, no birth, he's the all in all, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, Uda, as we know, Uda was sensitive enough. He was not a fool, as we know. He was a great devotee, a great sage, and he had great capacity of imbibing new, new flavors of love, as he was doing now. So he was able to appreciate Nanda Maharaj's bhava. And 
And as, as he saw, he's lamenting so much. He and Jashoda are being and drowning in a pool of tears. I will change the flow of Rasa. I will invoke Aishvarya to save their lives. He would think like that. I will take them from Raga, from this intense passionate attachment they have to Shantabhakti, to peace, to create some, to pacify them somehow. Shantabhakti is described by Rupa Goswami, no mamata, no sense of possessiveness. So the instructions as Uddhava will go in that direction now, trying to take the mamata out from Nandan Jasoda. You know, it's impossible. <laughs> but he will try his best, trying to, manage, to, to take from them this idea out, he's my son. No, he's God. He has no son, no father, no mother. And on that basis, I arrived to at Santi, reach some peace, Santa Bhakti, peace. Now Uda is trying to be, to invoke some peace, but as we know, about peace is love. <laughs> so here we are speaking about a whole different story. But he, in his ideas, I am trying to save Nanda Maharaj's life. But of course, nor Nanda nor Jasoda were ready to abandon their mamata, their possessiveness, which is a main quality of Prem, according to Rupa Goswami, to feel Krishna in terms of mine, his mind. Ahammameti, another form of Ahammameti, another form of samsara. Bhakti Thakur says, samsara is Ahammameti. I develop a sense of I according to what I think is mine. But samsara in the spiritual world, samsara also means full essence, samsara. There is some other Ahammameti there. Krishna is my son and therefore I am his mother, her mother. And so on. His mother. And, so <laughs> and again, Uda will think, I will try that. I will try to speak Bhagavad Tattva, Paramatma Tattva, very precisely, very powerfully. But even in spite of that, the, if, even in spite of that, the Prem of Nandan Jasod is not affected because of that and actually is growing and overflowing. So that Prem will, that will bear testimony for their Prem in all the whole world. So, in ultimately, Uddhav continues speaking now with the intention of glorifying Braja Prem. At this point, Uddhav is realizing this is, as, as our Guru Maharaj will say, way beyond the spiritual, the scriptural map. This is something else. This is another type of world. The scriptures say, Krishna is Bhagavan, try your chopanishabdischa, sankhya yoga satatta satvatayu pagiyama namahatmyam harim samanyatatmajam, say Vishwanath. This is the Paribas Sutra of Krishna Lila, say Vishwanath, which is a verse that says, for Dupanishads and Shastra, Krishna is God, basically. But for Jasoda, he is her son. That pivotal point around that, all the Krishna Lila is revolving, in Braj especially. And outside of that, pointing to that. In Braj, they see Krishna from this particular way. So Uddhav is grasping all this. And he will be able to somehow or other, maybe not to pacify them too much, but to properly convey hmm, the glories of their love to so many, including us. So, the point is, Uda was thinking in this way, and remember, the last thing Nanda Maharaj said is, maybe Krishna and Balaram Devas or some extraordinary beings, and Uda thought, I'll start to speak about Aishwarya, Gyan. So he thought, oh, Nanda said Krishna and Balaram are extraordinary beings, I will use that as an entry point. To, 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 give, to, to deliver, to convey my suggestion. Hmm? Maybe they are devas. So Uddhav uses that moment, so he recommended Nanda, please, you should meditate in Krishna as the Absolute. Hmm? And he said, you and Yashoda, he starts to appreciate, to glorify them. You are the most praiseworthy person in the whole world. Uddhav realized this point here. 
since you have developed such a loving attitude toward Lord Narayan, the spiritual master, the sustainer of all beings. So he tries to, to mix his appreciation and glorification with this suggestion, Krishna is Narayana, he is Bhagavan. And of course, <laughs> you can imagine, which is, now we will come and coming and going of different points and suggestions between Nanda and Uda. So what did Nanda say at this point? Nanda said, I mean, Krishna did extraordinary things, but why? Because Narayan invested his Aishwarya, his extraordinariness in my son. But Krishna is not Narayan. Nanda Maharaj will reason. He's not Narayan. So the idea here is that Nanda is saying, yeah, Krishna killed so many terrible giant demons so easily by the mercy of Narayan, Sriman Narayan, he Narayan, and they will start to glorify Narayan in the context of all the things that Krishna could do by him. So that's the conception of in Vrindavan of going to church on Sunday and praising God. Krishna is in the center of, <laughs> of that Narayan, protect Krishna, Nursing Madhev, protect Kanayalal, and so on. So Uda will continue, of course, he won't surrender so easily in this direction, and he will say, he continues glory praising the fortune of, of Nanda and Jashoda because Krishna and Balaram, they are the sources of all the world. They are the fathers of everything. And you feel he, you are his father. So, Uda tries to appreciate. He's appreciating, actually, Nanda. Say, oh, you are feeling that you are the father of he who is the father of all. So, Nanda was crying profusely. Try to re have this in mind, bear this in mind. All the things that Nanda is expressing, Nanda just are expressing are in the context of profuse tears and rolling in the ground and ecstatic lamentation. But at this point, when Udav says to Nanda, Oh, you are so fortunate. You feel that you are the father of he who is the father of everyone. So Nanda stops crying for a moment and looks at Udav like totally maddened. And says, I, I heard that you are a disciple of Brihaspati. So I, I, I was expecting that you will say something intelligent to me. But I realized that you are a fool. Saying that Krishna is Bhagavan. That the, my Lala, my child, is the father of everyone. Uh, that you that he is Narayan. I mean, I know who is, who is Narayan. Narayan is Shantapurusha, the personification of, of peace. He is always stable, absorbed in Atmaram, in self-satisfaction. Krishna has not any of those qualities. He steals, he lies, he takes all the things from my pockets, Nanda Maharaj says, all the sweets I have here and there, he's afraid of Jashoda's chastisement, he's very restless, he's not Atmaram at all. <laughs> so I know who is who God is, and I know who Krishna is. But Nanda continues with his argument, even if it will be true that Krishna is God, Narai, and all, and all the stuff you are presenting, Udav, your words are not pacifying me, at all, because what you are telling me then is that I did not only lose my child, but also I lose Bhagavan. So is, this is the way you are, are giving console, consolement to me, you are supporting me. This is how you try to pacify me. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and also if, if Krishna is Bhagavan, he says, we know, it's clear known, clearly known, Bhagavan is controlled by Bhakti. So the fact that uh, Bhagavan, Krishna, left implies that our bhakti is insufficient, it's lacking. And therefore, after saying, after reaching this natural, intuitive conclusion, Siddhanta, he starts crying more and more and more, and nourishing, putting more 
wood and the fuel, more fuel in the fire of his separation. So again, Udav's thinking how to continue this. So he tries his best. Again, he's trying to console them. So he will say, well, he will take another stance here now. So Udav will say, having killed Kamsa, who is the enemy of all the Jadus, who was the enemy of all the Jadus, Yadus, in the wrestling arena and the wrestling match in Mathura, for sure Krishna will fulfill his promise to you and he will return. So how, now he will focus on this idea because he realized the other point is not working that much. He's God, Narayan. So he will point, he will return. He will return. So in connection to this verse, which is verse 35, Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur mentions that here the, the, the verb is in present tense, karoti. Karoti. So the present tense is used to indicate, Vishwanath says, that actually Krishna is fulfilling his promise at this very moment. Hmm? To say that in fact, Vishwanath mentions in another manifestation, Krishna was actually present in Braj at that moment, what we already explained. Being attentively cared for hmm, by Nanda and Jashoda, though unseen by Yodav. Hmm? So by the influence of Bhagdevi or Saraswati, Uda, the words of Uda were actually true. Krishna will return. Krishna is there already in one particular prakash, permanent union. And in the prakash of permanent separation, there's not so permanent. There are spurtis as well. And, and he will return even in that spurtis, in that prakash as we will see eventually. Also, what, what he's mentioning here, he invokes, Uddhav invokes the name Achita in connection to Krishna. Achita means the one who is uh, infallible. So, since he's infallible, he won't fail in, in his promise. He promised he will return, and he won't fail in that because he only lives to satisfy his devotees. So again, Oda, with his best intention and capacity, is trying to console Nanda Jasoda. But at this point, he says this thing to Nanda. Krishna lives to satisfy his devotees. So Nanda looks at him again. We are in the Biraha Prakash, don't forget, in the separation windows. You say, you say, Krishna lives to satisfy his devotee, devotee, but I'm not Krishna's devotee. I'm his father. <laughs> you follow the point. I mean, nobody in Vrindavan is the devotee of Krishna. Everyone is worshipping Narayan. They are devotees of Narayana. And they love Krishna. They worship Narayan. They love Krishna. That's a different thing. So nobody feels, I'm Krishna's devotee. They feel I'm Krishna's friend, I'm Krishna's beloved, I'm Krishna's father. <laughs> so, again, Udav is realizing more and more what's, which are the implications, the details of this Brajabhav. Mm. So, Nanda continues, I'm not his devotee, I'm his father. And you say, okay, Krishna will return, we will see Krishna, but when? When will that be? Mm. Tomorrow? Mm. The day after tomorrow? Ten days from now, I want a specific reply to that. That's my only concern, Saint Nanda Maharaj. Tell us so with some consolation, so we will we can struggle to keep our lives, to keep our pran, our life airs with us till that day that he will return. We don't know when he will return. He may come tomorrow and in years, so we don't know. So tell, give us a date, so we can fix that in our agenda and we can struggle to keep our pran with us. But if Krishna is not coming at all then you should tell us also that truthfully and let our life earth leave us. Because we cannot stand the pain of repressing them. They want to live at every single moment. And we are struggling to keep alive. You can try to imagine. 
what that's what really means to love Krishna. All the things are so useful for us as sadhakas. Because gradually we get we should get closer to that on some level to feel I cannot live without Krishna anymore. How can I live with, without Krishna till now? How can I continue with my superficial habits and lifestyle as if Krishna is not there, as if Krishna is totally non-existent, at least for some moments in my day. I still am an atheistic, Maya body, and all those things that from the mouth outside we are condemning, if you will. <laughs> but still we are indulging in that. So all the things should be moving, move our heart and, and, and increase our longing, hunkering. So Nanda was at this point considering things in this way. He was thinking, well, Uda, I appreciate Uda's in intention. He was to enlighten us, saying that Krishna is Bhagavan, the Supreme Lord. But, but also, Nanda will say in this moment, in this particular wave of Bhav, do we not know that already? That was, that's an old story at the Krishna's name given ceremony. Actually, Garga Muni, Garga Chara said, your song will be equal to Narayan in qualities. So, Nanda Maharaj's conclusion is, who else is there more equal to Narayan than Krishna? Hmm. That's their psychology. He's as close to, to Narayan as possible, this, our Krishna. And so, for Gar, from Gargamuni, Gargachar, we learn our son is Narayan. Of course, not Narayan in every sense of the term. That's how they feel. And also, we have experienced our son to be empowered by Narayan. When he killed Putana, Agasur, Bakasur, so many... When he left Govardhan again, he stopped the forest fires. When Nanda Maharaj was kidnapped by the ruler of Varuna Lok, and Varuna himself was, and all other devas were offering respect to Krishna, Nanda Maharaj was witnessing that. They were treating him as God. But Nanda will conclude over and over again, nevertheless, nothing will uh, inhibit me from thinking of Krishna as my son. And of course, Jasodha is next to him, supporting very faithfully, her husband. <laughs> and, and, and also, this is a point, Nanda Maharaj said, is, this is not only my experience, my wife's experience, this is Krishna's own experience. We are here speaking about Pratyaksha, direct experience. Krishna's own realization in this matter is also proof that we too are his parents. So, at this point, Uddhav has the eyes like Jagannath, open like this and down, <laughs> fabric-clasted. Mm, speechless. So we have seen many times Nanda Maharaj say Krishna's face, how his face becomes sad if we are not pampering him, if we are not offering him the remnants of our tooth, betel nut, if we are not lifting him in our laps, if we are not embracing him, kissing him, he starts crying. He wants that. He needs that. He really is ours and he feels that. And, and that's, of course, our conclusion. Krishna is really the son of Jashoda. He's not making a show of that. With, nor with any other relationship in the branch. So Uddhav insists one more. He will say again, okay, you, you are speaking mother, father. He tries again the same argument. Krishna has no mother, no father, no body. Ananda will say, you are denying Pratyaksha Praman, direct evidence, those things that are just in front of your eyes. Experience is all. It's the ultimate Praman. That's our conclusion. That what you can experience with in front of your face. <laughs> and every moment, Nanda Maharaj is saying, I feel Krishna is my son. At every breath, at every step. And you are telling me that he has no mother, no father. Imagine that you are, have a son and I go to you and say, your son has no mother, no father. You feel insulted. 
And what to speak if your son is Krishna and, and, and if you are Nanda or Jashoda? <laughs> so you can try to get the contrast of the situation. Udab saying he doesn't have mother and father and he's saying that to Krishna's mother and father. And, and they are confirming with their own Anubhav experience. I have full realization he is my son. So you are telling me that he's God, he has no mother, no son, no father? You are your word. Impossible. That's impossible. And again, you say he's God. I've heard this already from many personalities. Paruna, Indra. This is not new for me. You are not bringing any new, good, new news here. I'm not, but I'm not interested in that discussion. Krishna is God. The Devas say he's Narayan. I'm only interested in one single thing. That Krishna returns to me. And you can imagine Nanda's face at this moment, crying and looking right to the eyes of Uda. So again, here Uda is realizing the proportions of Aishwarya Madhurya here in Braj is a totally different realm than Mathura, Dwarka, what to speak by Kunta. And Nanda concludes, but Uda is simply a child. He cannot. He's very intelligent, they say so, but he cannot fathom the depths of my own son's heart. So at this point, not only Uda is getting to know more the Brajabasis, but he's getting to know more Krishna. He, he started to understand Krishna in a certain moment that he was not able to grasp what was going on with him. And he's starting to know himself much more because as we will see, he's receiving some bhakti, some scars that will upgrade his potential in bhakti even though he's Nitya Siddha. But in the context of that, premise can always expand. So all this experience is new for Uddhav. He's getting to know more about everything. Brajabas himself, Krishna... <laughs> So when he sees the prem of, of Nanda and Jashoda, of course Udav is feeling so happy and so grateful by witnessing that. And he's concluding, oh, I have witnessed the highest degree of love now. And we know, not yet, just wait for seeing the gopis and Srirad in particular. <laughs> this is just gradually starting to enter into the branch. Of course, this is the topmost glory of Batsalya Bab, but we know there's much more to be said. So, again, Udav starts to express his gratitude to Nanda and Jasoda, starts to praise them, because, again, he repeats the point, for having so much love for Narayana. And again, Nanda has something to say. If we were have to were having love for Narayana, Krishna wouldn't have left, basically. If he's Narayana again, why he left? Narayana stairs where love is there. So Udav insists, Krishna is Narayana, you love him, you love Narayan. You love Krishna, Krishna is Narayan, you love Narayan. He tries to make this formula, to, to make them accept this formula. <laughs> and Nanda will reply again, this is not new. Indra say that after the lifting of Gopurna Hill. Brahma say that after Brahma, Mohan, Lila, Varuna. So many glorify my Krishna as the Absolute. Hmm? Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan. We have heard those things so many times. Try to, to, to fathom the situation. Try to put yourself for a minute in, this, in that situation. <laughs> hearing that your son is God from so many important sober personalities, but it doesn't change the fact of what you feel for him. So that's what Nanda is saying here. We have heard this so many times, but this is not affecting us an inch. My son is my son. Clear, Udav? Hmm? So that's Nanda Siddhanta. My son is my son. And do not try to establish a borderline between me and my son. That won't happen and that won't work. <laughs> and if you say he's Narayan, as one person, a blind person, can see by the grace of Guru 
a person who cannot walk will cross mountains, a person who cannot speak will recite poetry by the grace of Guru. Similarly, my Krishna was empowered by Narayan to do so many extraordinary things. Because he's an ordinary boy. If you take out the empowerment by Narayan, he's our village, Lala, our, our kid, no more than that. The rest is Narayan. Hey, Narayan. <laughs> so the only part that that Nanda Maharaj is accepting from the discourse of Uddhav is Krishna will return. That's the only thing he has ears for. All the other things he doesn't care. It enters one ear, goes out the other one. He has no taste for this flow of Brahma Gyan, Paramatma Gyan, Bhagavad Tattva at all. Only he's concerned about when Krishna will return. So whenever Uddhav says he will come, he only will hear that part and he will reply, tell us when. Tell us when. When oh, that, when that day will be mine. So Krishna, Uddhav keeps insisting. Again, he not because he's stubborn, because he wants to render proper seva to all. And he's figuring that out, how to do that in the best possible way. He's learning on, on the spot, if you will, how to do that. So he continues saying, give me some few minutes here with your permission, telling Nanda, okay, you love Krishna, that's okay. It's not wrong. But try to change the mood. Do not love him as your son. Love him as Narayan. <laughs> but Nanda at this point is disturbed, extremely disturbed with this. So he, he will repeat this point. Just tell me if Krishna will come tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, or when. Or if he will not come. But be clear about that specific fact. I don't care about anything else. I'm not interested if Krishna is Brahman or not. I'm not, interest, I'm not interested in his Bhagavan or not. I'm only exclusively, one-pointedly interested in when Krishna will come. And I won't lose any more of my time in this useless discussion. <laughs> so at this point, Uzdav again is un answerless. He doesn't know what to say, what to tell, how to continue. And after this, Nandan just sort of start to cry, the two of them, inconsolably. And, and and, but in their minds, in their own inner beings, they are witnessing all these lilas of Krishna. So again, externally it seems pathetic, it seems undesirable, but internally, highest level of love and absorption. On the externals, separation seems like poison. Internally, it tastes like nectar. So, it's paradoxical, for sure. It's mysterious. We have to go through some apparent reality to find that there is something else going on. So all this has to do with love. Sometimes even Acharya have said, in that separation, in that so-called suffering, highest type of love is there. I, and I'm not describing how Mahaprabhu was experiencing that in the Gambira, by rubbing his face into the walls, and you can hear that and you feel scared. And you say, how that can be happy? <laughs> So yeah, there is some high pleasure in, in that type of suffering. Spiritually speaking, if there is love, union, separation, suffering, happening, suffering, happiness is basically the same thing. It's a great mystery, a great secret of love, which is locked uh, with key in the hearts of the great personalities, like Nandan Jashoda, like the Mahabhagavats. Dharmata tvam nihitanguhayam Mahajano yena gatasa panta, says the Mahabharata. Hmm? The secret of Dharma, which is Prem Dharma, which is Prem, is hidden into the cave-like hearts of the great personality. So 
the process is to follow the footsteps of the Mahajans, to enter into their hearts and to find the treasure there. Hmm. This is a very unique idea of transcendence. Hmm. Generally, we in, in, in Western tradition have a very different uh, conception of heaven, of what's waiting for us there. We have the idea of heaven, sky, and we will play in the, how do you say, the harp, and we will send singing hallelujah for eternity, which is similar, basically shanti, peace, no suffering, stillness. But if you compare the, the, the achievement of the Brajabasis, eternal achievement, the Premadara, you can speak in terms of an, a rainbow in such a heaven, hmm? a, a, a mixture of different colors and nuanced variations of transcendental emotions. So that, that's what we are, Udav is witnessing here, hmm? the rainbow in the sky of transcendence. <laughs> so, in this way, the whole night was passing. This entire night was pa passed in discussion between Nandan Jashoda and Udav. That is the first night of Udav in Braj. He was not able to sleep at all. He was just engaged in Lila Kata, Harikata with the residents of Braj. That's how we should spend our time while visiting the dam. <laughs> but the point is that Udav was not able to pacify Nanda nor Jashoda nor get them to accept his advice. So he was about to leave the day the next day was beginning. So before leaving, Udav in an agitated state, he basically said to them, Well, I desire to console you, but your affection is really way be far beyond me. But that affection you have for your son, <laughs> not for God, that will accomplish all that you desire. So in, in, consul, in consoling you, Jiva Goswami mentions, paraphrasing Udav, my audacity has caused you great disturbance, so forgive me. And so Udav is crying at this point, begging forgiveness and trying to do his best, but at the same time being over, overwhelmed, experiencing such a mixture of emotions here. And in this way he's leaving. Nandishwar, he's leaving the house, the palace of Nanda Maharaj in the morning, in the very early morning. And when he goes out of, of the Nandishwar, he again sees a new stage, a new scenario. He will see again Sambhog Prakash, the portal where all the Braj is in union with Krishna. What he saw right when he arrived to Braj, interestingly. So this is mentioned in the 46th verse of this chapter, which says, that as the ladies of Raj loudly, were loudly singing the glories of lotus-eyed Krishna, their songs blended with the sound of their churning, morning churning, and that sound ascended to the sky and dissipated all inauspiciousness in every direction. Hmm? So he had this darshan. All the ladies of Raj, they are dressing nicely with colorful clothing and ornaments and smearing kumkum on themselves, singing sweetly, all those things do not occur, occur in the state of separation and lamentation. So Uda was seeing clearly at the end of this night, Uda was seeing the manifestation of Braj with Krishna present there one more time. Just as he has seen that at the end of the previous day when he arrived to Braj. So again, you can imagine what's going on. You cannot, we cannot imagine, but have an idea in the hearts of someone like Uda at this moment. So when the, had, the sun had risen, Brahma Muhurta, a little bit after, it is said that the people of Braj woke up this next day, the gopis in particular, and now they noticed the golden chariot that was in front of Nanda Maharaj's doorway. 
So they started to inquire, who does this chariot belong to? Hmm? So again, now comes the manifestation of Brajan separation from Krishna. <laughs> One more time. So in this way, this this different Prakash were switching in the in the eyes of Buddha. So the gopis were wondering, who is the owner of this chariot? And, and when they see a chariot, immediately the, the immediate exp- impression comes to them is Akrura. Because that was the most traumatic and recent chariot-like experience they had. A chariot came to take Krishna away from Braj. So immediately they were thinking, has Akrura come back? But Kamsa has been killed, so what's the reason for his coming? Maybe, yeah, he came back, but for what? Maybe, and they poetically express in, in, the, in the last verses of the Bhagavatam in this chapter, maybe he came to use our flesh to offer funeral oblations for his mas- deceased master who was so satisfied with his service. So in this way, the gopis were inquiring amongst themselves, who was the one coming in this chariot? And they were thinking, well, now Krishna is a big man, a city man, he received Diksha, Upanayana, now he's Kshatriya, now he's a Yadu, so instead of coming personally, no, even if some were to consider <coughs> Udav came, because at some point some gopis received that message, <coughs> Udav came as a messenger for Krishna, so some of the gopis were thinking in these terms. He's not coming personally, he's very important now, so he's sending a messenger. But Udav himself was thinking, I should have entered Braj barefoot without any chariot whatsoever, as a pilgrim. Hmm? This is such a high place who I am in comparison to the dust here, as we will see. So again, the gopis were thinking, yeah, maybe this mess, they are re- performing the last oblation for Kamsa's death, and Udav, in the case... It's not Akura, it's the case some gopis may think it's Udav. Okay, Udav came to, to, to pick the last pieces of our broken hearts, the gopis were thinking in this term, to throw them into the fire. Swaha, swaha. So in this moment, when the gopis were speaking in this way, wondering who may have come and which were the intention behind that, Udav appeared on the scene in the very early morning after finishing his early morning duties. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the meeting of Uddhav and the Gopis, that we will see starting from next class. We will see the very first uh, verses of chapter 47, and after that, Brahma Gita will begin. So that's all for today. Uh, And of course, if you have any questions for those who have Facebook, you are invited to present your questions in in the Tatwabibek forum. But for those who do not have, I am now giving the option for to unmute yourself via Facebook if you would like to present any question, any comment you may like to share today. And also I will check if there is any other in the Facebook streaming as well. So are, are there any, any inquiries, any commentaries? You are sorry. You are so. You say you were speechless after this class, like Uda. There is a moment for being speechless. There is a moment of speaking and feeling. Not there is nothing. There is not enough to be said about that, and we can engage our speaking faculties. But sometimes it's also healthy to remain speechless. <laughs> 
So thank you for helping me uh, joining you in having a glimpse into these mysteries, as Lalita Saki is saying. It is, this is a group task, so I'm not, the, I'm not alone in here, so all of you are sharing input in that direction. So thank you very much, and if there are no further commentaries or questions, I, I have full confidence of your ruminating along the week of these topics, and we will meet each other next Monday. And as usual, we will finish our meeting by offering our pranam to specifically the Brajabhas and more specifically the Brajagopis and of course more specifically to Sri Radha who will be the main character in this Brahma Gita series by invoking a pranam verse which will, we will be studying at the closing of this series which will be invoked by Uddhav himself right before leaving Braj, the very last verse of praise that he will pronounce we will invoke this verse at the end of all this meeting. It's a very nice, famous verse, which in which Udab says to the gopis, uh, "I offer my pranam perpetually unto the foot dust of the lotus feet of the woman of the village of Nanda Maharaj, whose kirtan is so deep, so powerful, whose kata is so touching that it purifies the three worlds." So here we are in one section of one of those three worlds praying being touched, sprinkled by an atom of that kirtan and in this way purify ourselves and properly engage into this exchange of Stravan Kirtan Harikata. So the pranam, the mantra say Bande Nanda Brajastrinam Padarenu Nabhikshnasaja Samharikatot Gitam Punati Bhuvanatriyam Srila Gurudev Ki Jai Sriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai Grantarat Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Sri Brahma Rigita ki jai, Dor Bhaktabrinda ki jai, Gor Primananda Hari Haribo.